Hey everybody, welcome to the Only Essential Podcast. This is episode two, again, 002. I'm so excited to speak to my guest that I have today. He is an amazing person. He's been in my life for a long time, even probably before I, I even arrived on this earth. And um, the cool thing is that he's involved in HVAC systems as well as electrical work. And if I'm, if I'm being honest, he probably has a lot more skills that we'll learn about. So Mr. Oliver, how are you doing today? Very good. Very good. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I, I appreciate you um, coming on to the show. As I said before, I've known you for my entire life before I was even conscious that I was alive. Right. Um, and so um, with that being said, can you tell, you know, I, I know a decent amount about you um, from you know growing up around you. But can you tell me more of you know who you are and what what you do? Well, um, I'll just. Uh, start off with um, uh, I'm a graduate from the University of Pittsburgh, graduated in 1988, uh, started a professional career in the insurance industry uh, where I met your father um, those many years ago. (laughs) Um, We were both uh, claim representatives in the insurance industry. Uh, uh, We bumped into each other, uh, um, jumping around from different companies to different companies. Uh, we worked with each other uh, at two different companies. Mm. Uh, essentially, uh, we um, settled uh, bodily injury claims. I specifically worked in the chemical uh, manufacturing and construction um, uh, industries, um, settling up uh, general liability bodily injury claims in, in those fields, uh, managing uh, defense counsel and uh, 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 investigations in five different states. Um, now, how did I come to <laughs> get into uh, HVAC? It's a yeah. very, very long, <laughs> it's yeah. a long story. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, we have time. Yeah. We have yeah. time. So please share the people want to hear. <laughs> okay. Well, um, when uh, when I graduated in '88, um, that was just prior to the stock market crash of '87. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, when we uh, when I got out of college, um, the employment uh, market and the opportunities were um, really really bad, uh, and. Uh, uh, it was as if, um, you know, the corporate uh, was able to, you know, uh, get you for very cheap because um, uh, there, there just weren't a whole lot of jobs to be had at that time. Gotcha. Um, I, I, I was able to uh, land uh, my first job at Aetna Life and Casualty, uh, uh, making somewhere around... Uh, Fourteen thousand nine hundred dollars a year, um, which um, really and truthfully uh, was a, a big and heavy blow because I was making more than that when I was in high school. Wow! Uh, unloading trucks for UPS, um, but you know I was determined to to make uh, my education work for me, and I uh, was willing to uh, start at the ground floor and. Uh, you know, just work my way up. And I, I thought, you know, that, uh, you know, uh, this was an industry that gave me a chance and uh, that I was just going to, you know, just make it, make the opportunity uh, work for me. However, um, uh, corporate America uh, needed to uh, make profit. Um, and one of the ways that they uh, saw that they were able to make profit, profit back in the late 80s, early 90s was uh, through what they called downsizing, mm. which meant uh, that they were just doing the same amount of work with less people. Uh, so, in effect, um, you know, they were just laying off the people that were, you know, that had gotten there. Um, uh, so, 
and you know they would tell you uh, we don't know um, who we're going to be letting go. Um, all that we can tell you is just um, work as hard as you can, mm-hmm. you know, and um, that's the best uh, that's the best way to avoid being let let go. Um, so uh, to to make a long story short. Uh, it was a, a, a situation where you didn't know day to day if you were going to have a job, um, if you were going to be on the chopping block, uh, if the carpet was going to be pulled out from under you and, you know, your whole family situation would be turned upside down. Um, yes, that, that I'm, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. With the, no, no, no. Go ahead. I'm listening. I, I was just going to say that that's a major obstacle, and you're that's at the beginning of your career, right? At the very beginning of my career. Yes. Goodness gracious! That yeah. that is such a huge, huge obstacle <laughs> for someone at the beginning of the career. And how old were you? Do you remember exactly how old you are at that point? I I was about uh, twenty twenty three. Okay. Years old. And you said you had a yeah. family at that time too, or you were just about to have a family? <laughs> well, I got married. Uh, I got married at 25. Okay. Uh, in fact, uh, we'll be celebrating 30 years uh, on Tuesday. Oh, that's wonderful. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Th- thank you. Thank you. 30 years uh, for um, beautiful children. Uh, God is uh that is truly blessed. Yeah, that's wonderful. So with with that, you start your career with those obstacles. How did you persevere and get your foot in? And what were those steps thereafter to move forward? Well, um, again, um, I was I was just a, a very hard worker mm-hmm. um, uh, that um, enabled me to um, get promoted. Um, but even, even at that, when you start so low, mm-hmm. um, at the, uh, at the bottom, you know, the, the promotions are, are just not adequate. You know, they're not pushing you forward, uh, fast enough. Um, my work around that was to, uh, just jump to another company, mm. uh, doing the, you know, doing the, the same thing. So. Um, by jumping uh, to another company, uh, you're, I was able to increase my salary on average about fifteen thousand dollars. You know, so um, the first jump I made um, uh, was about uh, twelve thousand dollars. You know, and, and keep in mind, my my corporate career only lasted about ten years. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, when I made my uh, my second jump, uh, I got um, another you know uh, fifteen thousand dollars you know to another company, um, and then uh, got a got a few promotions. So uh, near the end of the ten year period, I went from uh, a salary of fourteen thousand nine hundred uh to you know over fifty thousand dollars wow a year. wow plus yeah plus benefits uh, wow uh, yeah and this was but back yet, in back in the 90s which which was is a lot back then right uh yeah it, it i mean it, that's like a, that's I, a good healthy you know middle class income um yeah but I, I'm I'm saying this that you know, and I was I was grateful mm-hmm. uh, for it, but um, it it still wasn't enough mm-hmm. for for me and you know the a family of four. You oh, know. Okay, <laughs> a family of six. Yeah, family of six. I don't want to. I'm just saying the kids, but the family of six. Uh, it just it wasn't really cutting it. Um, but I had recognized that early on. And, you know, uh, my, my, uh, thought process was, you know, I can't sit here and continue to beg for raises. Mm-hmm. Uh, God has given me, um, talents, gifts, and abilities, you know, that 
I should be able to go on the outside of this uh, employment and and make the money that I need to make to uh, project my family to where I need to, to get them. So uh, we started buying uh, real estate. Mm, um, okay. Uh, and uh, we our, our first property um, was a, a duplex. Um, and we lived in the uh, second floor and rented out the first floor. Um, keep in mind that, you know, my, <laughs> I, I never, the, the ideal of a paying uh, a 30 year mortgage never made sense to me. <laughs> I, I, I just never could see paying uh, for something over the course of 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it just, in my mind, you know, uh, if someone's sentenced to uh, life in prison, you know, that, that sentence is usually about 20 years. Okay. So if, if you're paying on something for 30 years, that's, that's like a life sentence plus 10 years. That you're 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 working for something that you know it just <laughs> to me it just didn't didn't make sense. So I just wanted to find a way. How do I get around that? You know. So the duplex was the option. You know, I can I can buy this property, and I want to have the the metrics worked out to a point where. The, the unit uh, that I'm renting is paying the mortgage. Uh, thus, I uh, shifted the debt service to someone else, and I'm not I'm not paying. Yeah. Okay. So that was that was critical, and also um, we didn't do a 30 year mortgage. We did a, a 15 year mortgage also. Um, so that was that was a uh, that was critical in uh, being able to uh, make the the next moves that needed to be made, and uh, we can we'll, we'll continue to discuss those. Yeah, I, um, I think what you just said was very important because yes, you are you had your you know your start in insurance and then you you're rooted in you know corporate America. Right. Um, But you also had enough understanding and foresight to go. This isn't going to be sufficient enough for me and my family, as well as any other outside endeavors you you may have. Um, And so you took you took initiative to set yourself up. And I think that's a very important point for um, for us to, you know, for you to to bring up and to highlight because sometimes we, you know, you have to think beyond a year, five years, you have to think 30, 40 years down the road and also think, well, what are you signing up for that will affect you 20, 30, 40 years down the road and during that time, that duration of time, like what stress will it bring or what obstacles will it bring as well? So I I love what, what you said in terms of thinking about the future, thinking about your family and setting yourselves up to where you have one less thing to be concerned with as well as learning a very important skill and having a very important asset in life. This this is correct. Uh, But um, I just want to make it very clear that Mm -hmm. corporate corporate America made it very clear to me Mm -hmm. that um, we're not here for you. Yeah. And, you know, uh, and, you know, coming out in, in 88, uh, I understood how shaky the ground was and mm. that it would not, it, it, you know, it, it was nothing that I was going to be able to uh, make a foundation on, period. Um, it, it was nothing that I wanted to uh, build my life around. It, it, I mean, they just let me know right from the gate mm-hmm. that, hey, um, you don't know one day to the next yeah. if, uh, if you're going to be here. So the, the, 
uh, the thing where, you know, uh, my parents, you know, were able to uh, get a job and they could, they could work that same job into retirement and get a pension. I, I knew right from the gate that's not happening to me. Yeah. So as you, you eventually transitioned out of corporate America, right? Yeah. Well, I had to, um, uh, the, the downsizing thing uh, kept going forward. Um, so the transition uh, came as a result of me um, not making the, the last round of the cut. Wow. You know, I, okay. was, I, was, I was let go, mm. you know. And uh, it, I was let go, and <laughs> uh, my wife was pregnant with our, our third child mm. at the time. Um, uh, you know, it was, it was just, a, it's, it's never a good time to get let go, but you know, um, it, it was, uh, it was a, a real experience, you know, but it was something that I, I looked forward to and it was something that I, I was, I wanted to, um, do anyway, you know, um, and here was, uh, it was the opportunity you know, they, they let me go. Um, I had always wanted to uh, go to trade school, um, but I never had the time or the money because I was working a, a full-time job. Mm-hmm. So the very day that corporate let me go, um, <laughs> I walked down uh, to Liberty Avenue um, from uh, the office. I, I ate lunch at a Chinese restaurant uh, that I had frequented. And, uh, as I'm walking down, um, Liberty Avenue, um, I happened to look up the hill and I saw Conley trade school. Mm. And, uh, that day, that, that very day I walked up to, uh, Conley trade school and, um, and I, you know, asked if I could, you know, enroll. And uh, the, um, the lady was asking me questions. She said, uh, well, you know, did you um, lose your job? And I, I said, yeah, I, I just got um, terminated uh, today. And she said, you know, Oliver, um, I've been doing this for over 25 years, and I've never had anyone come into my office the day they got let go. <laughs> she said, there, there's that ambition usually, again. There's that hard work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, her, her, her message was, Hey, uh, it usually takes a couple of months for people to, um, you know, just to, to get calmed down, uh, about this, this transition. But I've never seen anyone come in here this day and, and, so calm and relaxed as you. And she said this, she said, um, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go and apply for your unemployment and then come back. Mm-hmm. So, so the very next day I went, I applied for my un- unemployment, came right back. And she said, listen, uh, we have an opportunity just for guys like you. Um, we have a program called the Dislocated Workers Program. Um, and you can come to school for free. So, and we're going to give you a stipend to come. So, literally, with the unemployment uh, and the stipend that they gave me, I was, I was kind of making more money than I was making when I was working. <laughs> That's a come up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, I, I'm I'm saying that to say this that mm. when 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 the Lord uh, works something out for you, every base is covered. Mm. There, I mean that you can know it. If there's there's no there's absolutely nothing that hasn't been taken care of. And, uh, he took care of everything. Um, so I went to, uh, go ahead. Trade school. Go. Yeah. I went, can you hear me? Yep. I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
I went to, I started trade school and, um, you know, uh, keep in mind that I, I have a college degree mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I, I, you know, I've learned how to learn. Um, even in my, uh, and, and I want to say this, um, everything that you do prepares you for what you're going to do, you know? Um, and I, I value my, my corporate experience because, uh, uh, all of the, the skills that I, uh, that I gained as, as an investigator, how to, how to think critically and how to, um, investigate all matters of, of anything, you know, that they put on your desk, you know, you, I mean, that job was, was so ideal. Um, because every, every file that they put on your desk, every claim that you have to investigate, you literally make yourself an expert in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew how to, how to make myself an expert at what I wanted to do. Um, I knew what I, I knew the things that I needed to know, you know, I, I I know, I know how to grab those things. Yeah. So how did you, I mean, first of all, it it sounds like you took advantage of, of your opportunity, right? You, you had the program in place working for you. You had unemployment there. And then you also, in conjunction with the um, program, you had some sort of stipend. Um, So it sounds like you really took advantage of that opportunity, made the best out of it and went forward after that. Right. So, you know, how did you get down to like really understanding your craft and learning and then transitioning from the classroom to the workforce in this completely, well, I would, I would assume to be different environment from, from corporate America. Yes. Uh, so here's what happened. I started, uh, in the HVAC class. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was able to grab the, uh, the material a whole lot faster than, uh, the guys who were in the class, you know, uh, many of them were, you know, high school, um, graduates, you know, just getting out of high school. Um, mm-hmm. some of them were, you know, uh, dislocated, you know, it could have been, uh, factory workers or whatever. Uh, but I was able to um, grab the material a whole lot faster. And in fact, um, the instructor allowed me to sit with the second year students because it was a two year program. He let me sit with the second year students the first year. Um, so um, by the end of the first year, I had pretty much completed the HVAC course, but under the program, which was two years, I could come back and um, use that other year. So I came back and got the electrical certification uh, also. So for <laughs> for the price of, of one, I got two. <laughs> that is That is unbelievable. That is unbelievable. And that is something that I hope everyone can really take from this, which is if there's a program in place, get the most out of it. When you have access to the libraries and the professors and the tools, whether it's doing what you did and doubling up, getting two for one or taking as many you know office hours as you can or as many internships, apprenticeships as you can, definitely do it. So I, I love hearing that. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, yeah. so from there, yeah. how did you transition into the workforce and start to you know, build clientele, build relationships and, and get jobs and opportunities? Well, see, here's the here's the thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, at this point, I had a uh, a change in in my thinking. Um, when I left corporate, I, I I just said to myself, I'm I'm never going to get another piece of paper that I have to take that to someone else and ask them what I can get for this. I love it. Anything that I do is I already know what it's going to be worth and how much I can make with it. 
it, it's never going to be a situation where I'm putting my earning into someone else's hands. Um, so with that said, I began to do all the things I ever wanted to do. Uh, all the things that I was ever passionate about. And I took, I took the jobs, you know, not, not for the money, but to get paid to learn what I wanted to know. So I took a job with, uh, Miranda Homes because I always wanted to know how to build homes from the ground up. And, uh, I took a job with Miranda Holmes. It was the greatest adventure I ever had. <laughs> I loved it. Um, I, I learned everything. Uh, I, I built townhouses in Cranberry. Uh, I, I worked there for a whole year uh, and, and, and got everything, the foundations, uh, how the, uh, the wiring, and, and more than anything, the sequence of operation. Um, that was that was the real important thing. It's what comes first? What comes second? What, how you go about doing this? Who do you bring in? How do you schedule? I, I got all of that. I, I just had a, a wonderful time. Worked for them for a year, and then I went to East Liberty Development. Worked as a developer, you know, uh, putting together uh, financial packages for construction, overseeing. Uh, uh, construction projects. I also, before I went uh, to East Liberty Development, so I, I worked for um, a company, uh, Roy Miller, plumbing, uh, electrical, EDD Mayor, you know, because I wanted to make sure that the skills that I had were sharp and that I, I knew, you know, how to do what I was doing. Uh, and this was all before. I really launched um, uh, my own business. Uh, I, I went to I went to work for all the. And, the, and the what places. year? How many years would would you say this is? And from what year to what year? I uh, so um, I got let go back in. Uh, let's see, uh, I think that was like ninety seven. Okay, yeah, I think my daughter. Yeah, somewhere around there. And then I, I worked for uh, Mar- Miranda Holmes, uh, uh, 98 to 99. Okay. And then uh, then I worked for uh, Roy Miller right after that for, it was more like eight months or so. And then after that, I worked for uh, East Liberty Development. Gotcha. And, and then, while you were working for these companies, were you also doing work on on the side so that you had yeah. built, building? So you were building experience of you know how to work on your own and how to you know be the you know captain of your own domain in a way. Yeah, but uh, keep in mind that you know we still had the uh, the rental property. Um, I bought a, another um, duplex, uh, and then. Uh, we bought a um, single family house that I paid cash for that we still live in today. Um, so there were, there were opportunities to use my, my skills on my own, um, uh, properties, you know, and, um, and, and, and I recommend that to, um, anyone, you know, uh, to sharpen your skills on, on projects that you own, you know, before you even, um, take them out to market. Um, it, it, that that's been one of my um, one of my one of the things that I always do. You know, I just make sure you know before I do any job that uh, I haven't done, I make sure that I, I've done it on one of my own. You know. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I I love hearing that. Um, I, I really I really want to know at, at what point did you decide to leave all businesses. And behind and comp- and work full time on your own. Um, that was after I um, after I completed, you know, the uh, my my own personal course of uh, 
of study of, of internships that I've developed for myself. Okay. And, um, and it, you know, again, you know, while you're, while you're learning and while you're working for someone, you're, you're really not making the, the money that you, you really need to, um, project the family. So it, it, it became a matter of, you know, necessity and, um, uh, a matter of, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm ready to, to, to make some, some real money. Here. Um, so I, I, um, I started, uh, my own, uh, electrical, um, uh, Allen electrical heating and air company. Mm. Um, and, uh, just started, uh, you know, I, I got my, my first job actually, uh, came, um, uh, from one of the contractors, uh, that was working with, um, East Liberty Development. And, uh, mm-hmm. he, uh, he gave me the electrical job at the, uh, Bell Atlantic building. Actually, I, I did the heating and air and the electrical uh, at the Bell Atlantic building, uh, when we, uh, first started, uh, renovating. And that was, that was my, uh, my first job. And, uh, you know, and, and to make the, the kind of money, you know, to, to see, um, you know, $4,000 a week, you know, um, paying was like, wow. <laughs> I'm saying wow myself. <laughs> you know, and I, I really yeah. I'm, I'm glad you said that. And, you, and I'm also glad you're comfortable with, you know, sharing some of your, you know, some of your earnings. Obviously, we don't need to go too deep into it. But one thing I really want people to be aware of is the you know, not just the wonderful career you can have and the stability if you if you work hard enough, but the fact that you can earn a very healthy living work uh, in these in these career in these fields. So thank you for for sharing some of those things and being so you know open open with that because you don't have to be. Um, but but I think that's a big um, a big point to be made, which is you can make a great living doing this and support yourself and your family. So thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, you know, oftentimes, uh, you know, people, and, and I was this way too, you know, uh, and was one of the reasons I, I went to college is like, you know, I just didn't know that, you know, getting dirty paid so much money. I didn't know, you know, and some of, uh, some of my friends, you know, they, uh, they, they look at you really, really funny. But it, it's interesting, too. I, I, I need to mention this. I, I read a book uh, by many, many years ago by uh, Kawanda Kajuku, um, uh called Black Economics. Mm. And uh, in that book, uh, uh, Mr. Kajuku makes the comparison um, to the fruit, the fruit stand operator that is making um, cash sales of $2.50, you know, and he has uh, tomato juice on his apron. You know, the the guy with the Brooks Brothers suit, the briefcase comes by and he looks at the guy, you know, that's making these little um, $2.50 transactions. Uh, And, you know, the guy in the Brooks Brothers suit, he's making $40,000 a year, but what he doesn't realize is the gentleman at the fruit stand that made $2.50 transaction over the course of the year made $250,000. Whereas you're going to work dressed up and you're begging for a raise. So appearance can be deceiving especially in the black community. Uh, I, I'm so glad you said that because it's all about having your own. I think that story, I love that story. And I think that story really points to in conjunction with what the meaning is that you put, that you put out there is you're having your own self-worth and your own value system. 
and understanding the you know what you're working for and how much a dollar really costs how much does it go how much does it cost to earn a dollar and how much does it cost you you know what are you putting yourself through to get that dollar so so yeah i'm glad you shared that story and i'm gonna put that book on my book list to <laughs> i have a long book list right now and i'm, I'm gonna add that to it um, i'm currently reading powernomics by dr claude anderson i don't know if you're familiar with him but he talks a lot yes, about Okay, he talks a lot about, you know, group economics and and, you know, th- things I'm sure along the lines of what your book spoke on as well. So uh, any any other resource that helps me understand these concepts more, I, I'm I'm glad to read and I'm, I'm sure the audience would be glad to, to learn about and read more as well. Um, so I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, so. Can you can you talk to me about, you know, right now we're obviously in very different times, surreal times, as you can say. And um, a lot of people, unfortunately, are out of work and some people are are fortunate enough to have unemployment. And some people, unfortunately, don't don't have any type of um, governmental help or, or, or benefit benefit right now. So um, can you tell me, you know, how stable has work been for you throughout the course of, you know, the past six, seven months as things have been, quote, unquote, locked, as we've been in a, in a lockdown? Oh, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, hearing well, a, I'm hearing a lot of background noise. Are you in a... Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm walking away from uh, some... Uh, <laughs> I had to get out of the car. Okay. Uh, but oh, hold on one second. Oh, yeah, here. yeah, I'm take a, your I'm time. A, Take yeah, your time, take your time. But uh, that that's interesting that you uh, that you said that because uh, um, I mean we're we're in the midst of a pandemic and a heat wave, uh, mm. and um, I have to tell you the truth, I've never been this busy in all of my life. I, I got more business than I can handle at this time. Uh, you have uh, uh, people that now are, are working from home, and whereas they used to um, go to the office and use uh, the commercial air conditioning equipment, which you is know, always good. Um, AC office AC is always yeah. the, the pure yeah. <laughs> top of the line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it is. You know, uh, but now they have to use their their residential systems uh, more in a commercial manner, mm-hmm. and um, it breaks the system down faster. Mm. So, so now um, you know, I'm going into houses, you know, having to uh, to fix systems that probably would have lasted longer, but now you're you're using it harder, mm-hmm. and um, you know. <laughs> The, the work has just been tremendous. You're 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 flushing toilets more. You're um, you're you're using the electrical equipment more. It, it's just been it's just been unbelievable in terms of how much business I'm I'm getting now. You know, Mister Oliver, you know? that that insight really has has my brain going because I I didn't even think like I know in a general sense people need you know essential services and probably a bit more than usual because they're at home more. But I didn't even think about how people need better HVAC systems. People may need uh, more electrical work because they're using more electricity now. So now they may have to rethink their whole system. Are we going to have solar panels on our house now or something like that? Um, Everything needs to be rethought over and perhaps even revamped to be more efficient and suitable for the increase of usage. Um, so I'm glad you 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 made that point. That's a that's a very important uh, thought to consider. So with that being said, it sounds like this is a great time for people to get more involved in this line of work because there are more opportunities. Uh, yeah, I, I I just don't uh, think there ever was a, a time not to to be involved. You know, um, uh, I'm I'm happy for. Uh, the route that I went, um, because again, like I said, um, every experience uh, you need, um, and it makes you who you are. Um, so, uh, college was a great experience for me. Uh, corporate America, great experience for me. It it all has given me more insight 
into what I'm doing now and where I want to go. So, yeah, there, there's no waste. Um, and I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm just thankful for the experience that I've had. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's great to hear. So for anyone who's interested in getting involved in your line of work, um, whether it's HVAC or electrical, what are, if if they're completely green, they have no idea even a first step, what would be the first step and then um, following steps for people to get involved in, like, like I said, in your line of work? Okay, well, um, it, you know, depending on which trade you want to uh, go into. First, let me preface this also. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always very good with my hands. And, and I like what I'm doing. Uh, so, you know, the, the saying is, if if you love what you do, you know, you, you'll never work a day in your life. And for me, it's so true. Um, hours can go by and I just don't even know what time it is. You know what I mean? It's just that I just like what I do. So there, there has to be, it, it has to be more than, you know, I'm out here that much. You still have to have a passion about whatever it is that you do. Mm-hmm. So with that said, you know, our do you have a passion for me or is it just going to be drudgery for you? Well, if, if we can expand upon that, right. People having passion for what they do. What so, sometimes what I notice is that with certain fields, there, there are uh, particular career um, personality traits that are consistent throughout uh, people who are in it. Right. For instance, people who are, I'm a photographer, videographer, and people like me are typically curious they they use curiosity and wonder a lot. Very observant people, right? Very um, you know, you practice patience a lot. Um, so I, I noticed that with people in, sp- in specific fields, there's a personality trait. So what personality personality traits do you think fit well? Not saying you have to have these, but what do you notice in terms of personality traits that fit well within your field? Well, uh, a mechanical aptitude. Number one, uh, uh, manual dexterity. Uh, 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 an ability to uh, think um, in innovative ways to uh, to solve problems. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and basically, it, it comes down to that. You know, because a, a lot of times. Uh, Especially when you're doing uh, repair work, um, you, you have to be able to say, "Okay, well, how can I make this work?" <laughs> and uh, you, 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 uh, you come up with, you know, different solutions. Um, and then um, I don't know. Uh, you, you have to have some. Uh, some ability to um, visualize problems. You know, someone can explain something to you and then, you know, in your mind, you can actually see it. And then you're you're solving the problem already in your mind, even before you got to the job, you know. Um, these, are, these are some of the things that, that, that would help you. Wonderful. And and to get back to the, the previous question, what, how does someone get into the field? Is it a matter of you know maybe you're you're a young kid and you're a teenager and you have an uncle or an aunt or some or a parent who's in the field and you start by just fixing little things and then on a you know in terms of pursuing it on a professional level, you know what schools do you recommend or what programs do you know of and recommend people look into? Yeah. Yeah, so um, uh, uh, what I was about to tell you is, uh, so depending on which which trade that you want to go into, mm-hmm. and what I what I say there are the big three. So um, the big three. 
what was the last one you said? You kind of cut out a little bit. Plumbing. Plumbing. Perfect. Plumbing. 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 Yes. So th- those are the those are the big three. Um, to be proficient in in two of those trades, uh, that's what we call a, among um, among the professionals as being what we call a super trade. Mm. If you if you got two. Um, but one, one, one is, one is good enough, um, mm-hmm. but, but as the Bible says, two are better than one. Uh, if you're going into plumbing, especially in Allegheny County, it's a very, very, uh, good trade to be involved in. Uh, uh, you have to, uh, work under a master plumber for five years and you have to go to to school for uh, four years. Uh, so if you're, you know, coming out of high school and you can get a job with uh, one of these uh, plumbing outfits and then you attend the, the night school, you know, to um, work off your apprenticeship, you know, you get your first year, your second year, you become a journeyman, uh, plumber. Um, I mean, you'll you'll be making very good money right from the gate. Uh, but again, you wanna you wanna get your master plumber's license, you know, and that's gonna take almost a four to five year commitment with uh, a plumbing company working under a master plumber. And is it is it expensive to go through this schooling process and apprenticeship? Because sometimes, you know, when, when you go into um, college or you know, and you're getting a master's or doctorate, yeah, you have the the, the the school fees. But then, if there's some sort of apprenticeship program, you sometimes you have to pay to just be. Well, uh, I mean, a, you're a, you're gonna, yeah, yeah, you're gonna be paying for it. But it's, it's mm-hmm. I mean, especially with the uh, with the, the plumbing, you know. Mm-hmm really not that expensive do you have an idea um, of like the range of what it may cost i don't want to misquote okay i'm okay. i'm gonna say you know it's probably somewhere around you know a thousand dollars under that somewhere under that you know per year, you know yeah yeah but you know again you're you know they you're working under a master plumber mm-hmm. you know yes so you, you have you have to put that time. Um, now, as far as the HVAC and the electrical, you know, uh, they want you to, to go to an accredited school. Now, uh, when I when I went, you know, Conley was open, and you know, if you were a resident in the city, uh, you could go to Conley for five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You know that opportunity has been shut down. I, I don't know why, uh, but it, it's, it's been shut down. And now you, you have these uh, technical schools that are charging people $30,000 to uh, get the uh, certification. You know, to me, it's just kind of ridiculous. Yeah, that, that's definitely way more expensive. But in comparison to college, uh, it's it's still a lot less than college for sure, and that's that's no that's no knock to college or university. But if if your personality and skill sets are more suited towards uh, a trade, then you know yeah. this is something to keep in mind and a, and a good reason as to why you may want to go and and um, you know just to be aware of what comes with it, right? So I'm glad you were able to share share that with us. Thank you. Um, yeah. At, if if someone goes through that and they they they're thinking about going through it and graduating and moving into this career. You know, what are some of the um, expenses that they may have after school in terms of having to have certain equipment with them if they choose to go their own route, work independently as an entrepreneur? Is there a lot of opportunity costs there where you have to have all these machines or all these tools here? Or it, do you only need a few simple tools to get jobs done? Well, I'm going to tell you, you know, you, you watch me come into your house. You know, fix your equipment. Um, I can walk into your house with a meter, a screwdriver, 
uh, my special school sizes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that 10 and 1. Uh, a pair of uh, wire strippers. And I could fix your equipment with, with that. Wow. Um, yeah, literally, you know, uh, I, me and another uh, one of my friends who is a very good technician, uh, we would we would play a game to see how few tools we could walk into a service call and, and fix the equipment with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, so no, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't take a lot to get started uh, once you have the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what you do um, is as you're as you're doing the job and the equipment that you need, you know, you just start start building it up. You know, uh, you know what I, I'm a need that piece of equipment, you know. And uh, sometimes you can just uh, build that into the job that you're doing, you and, know. And, and if you don't have the equipment, are there, you know, businesses that you can rent the equipment from? Oh, yeah, you can rent. Yeah, you can definitely rent. Um, but, uh, again, for uh, 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 a repair, a technician, doesn't take a whole lot wonderful uh, to get to get started yeah yeah um man my i i I love everything you're saying my mind is blown i obviously when you see people coming into your home or uh just from growing up you see things getting fixed you have an idea of what's going on but you don't know so everything still has that it's it's like watching a magician you know how it gets done but you don't know you know you know the end result but you don't know how it gets done so i'm learning so much um, of of what you do, and obviously it's not everything, but I think it's a great start. And you know what you're sharing, I, I believe, will be so valuable to people. If I'm a parent who has a child and they don't necessarily know what they their, their child doesn't necessarily know what they want to do, whether it's they're you know just graduating high school and they don't know, or they went to college and you know they. They don't really see a lot of opportunities in their field or they have some other uh, situation. What would you say to a parent to inc- to um, uh, in terms of information they can relay on to their child as encouragement and just good, sound information so that their kid may uh, look into, you know, HVAC systems, electrical work or plumbing or anything else? Well, you know, uh, one of my instructors uh, when I was going to uh, trade school. Um, he, he said this, and it was, it was, I found it to be very true. He said, uh, you know what? If you were one of those kids that took your toys apart, you know, and and they were in a uh, hundred pieces and then you, you put them back together, this is the kind of stuff that you're built for. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you can you can tell you're able to tell the kids that have that that aptitude. You know, um, they you know they they take things apart. They uh, they're good at putting things together. You know, um, and if that's what they do, and uh, and they like doing that, you know, you can steer them into that direction. Um, they're gonna they're gonna make plenty plenty of money. Um, but again, um, with me, there was, there were more facets, um, that I was able to capitalize on in terms of the, the real estate and, uh, uh, the, um, the trades that I got into and, um, the, the short, um, corporate career that I, that I had, you know, I was, I was able to take advantage of, of all of those things. I had a trucking company too. I, I still have a trucking company. Wow. I just, yeah. uh, okay. 
bought a new bought a new semi uh, that we're about to uh, put on the road. Well, Mr. Oliver, I think I'm gonna have to have you back on the show because <laughs> you have all these other endeavors, and I, I brought you on to talk about you know just HVAC and electrical in a general sense to give people an idea as to what you do and how they can get involved. But you you're an entrepreneur at heart. And um, I, I would love to have you back on to talk about your real estate endeavors, as well as your trucking company and anything else you may be involved in, uh, um, because because I love hearing that. And it's good to share these stories. And if, if you want to, you, you know, you're more than welcome to pack, come back on the show and share even more of what you have to say, because it's inspiring to people, I think, to to know that. Hey, based whatever you do during your nine to five or whatever it is, is not necessarily what you do outside of that. Right. And you can be as expansive as you want to or you can have a very narrow focus. And I love I mean, you talking about having a trucking company. More people need to know about that because transportation is huge. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It has been. I, I started off with uh, triaxle dump trucks. Uh, yeah, I, I forgot. There, there's, a, there's some things I forgot to, to tell you that I did along the way. No, that's you know? okay. That's okay. Like I said, if, you, if you're if you open to coming back on, we'll, we'll touch upon that because this is amazing. Yeah, this yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm open. Um, it's, it's really my pleasure, man, in any way that I can um, give advice or, or help someone else. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'd love to. Wonderful. So how... Do you ever think about how you can future proof your job? Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, there I'm sure electrical work. Well, I don't know. Is it different than now than what it was before in the sense of now you have more solar energy coming into the into the mix? And there may be other types of technology that you have to learn about, like how that system works. So do you think about, hey, what do I need to do to make sure in five, 10 years, I'm still able to participate in the market and provide my services to people? Well, um, with regard to, um, the, the new systems coming out, um, um, like the, the mini split systems for the HVACs are, are very popular now. Um, the suppliers, um, have classes, free classes that, you know, they, you know, offer for you to come and, and take and get uh, knowledge and skill on how to install. And um, um, so, yeah, you have to, uh, to continue to learn um, with regard to um, the electrical um, in terms of uh, bringing 120 to equipment, it, that's just going to be the same as it's always been. You know, now if you're um, dealing with the equipment, say computers or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, that can change overnight, but the power supply that you need, you know, that's pretty much going to be what it's going to be. You're, you're still going to need me to come in and get that 120 over to the equipment. So you're, you're going to need me to run the wire. Um, you're going to need me to um, uh, tap the meter, you know, that that's going to still be there no matter what. How, how do you find out about classes and how do you enroll in these classes? Are they online in person? How, how does that work? Well, they just before COVID, you know, when you walked into the supplier to uh, to buy the equipment, um, you would see postings, uh, you know, uh, in May we're having a class on blah, 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 mm-hmm. you know, uh, <laughs> sign up, you know. <laughs> and, um, so, yeah, you would just, you know, go in and, and sign up um, and um, uh get yourself educated on um on those things so yeah it's it's always out there and then and for for the most part the uh the supplier who wants to sell you equipment wants you to know how to install it because he wants you to buy it Mm -hmm. so he's he's giving you these classes for free um when you 
when you're out in the field and you're working, do you ever have people alongside you? As in, do you have employees that work under you or do you contract people from time to time to, to work with you? I've, I've done both. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, uh, you know, most of the guys who, who worked under me, you know, started their own businesses. You know what I mean? <laughs> Some people say, man, you trained them too good, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm proud of the fact that, you know, I, I can, I can train someone, um, well enough to, to be in business and, uh, support their own family you know i think i think that that's been more a source of pride than anything else yeah so how, how does that work do you have like a non-compete clause or just a informal no, agreement I, like hey you know understand these are this is my region and obviously do what you need to do but try not to take from my clients how, here, how does that work well here, here here's what i'm saying mm-hmm. uh, to you um and I'm I'm not a I'm not a jealous guy. Yeah. Um, and I'm saying there's enough work out here for everybody. Wonderful. You know. And if you come out here and and you you do the job, you know, um, you don't have to advertise. Your phone is going to ring. It's it's going to ring. You don't have to worry about that. You know. But you have to go in and you have to do a job like every job you're doing for you at your house. And if you work like that with that, um, that work ethic and you, you want to make sure that everything is right on that job, business will always come to you. Mm. Wow, man. Well, Mr. Oliver, you said so many great things. I can't wait to listen back to this episode. Um, goodness gracious. I'm, I'm, I'm forever grateful for you coming on to the show. And I'm, I'm glad you said you're open to coming back and we'll get you back. I definitely want to interview some other people, but I definitely want to have you back onto the show. Before we close out, is there anything else you would like to say or, or add that I did not ask and you're, you, you think is important for people to know? Um. I don't, I don't really, I think you, you've asked everything. Um, uh, I, uh, no, I, I, I want to say this though. I will say this. Yeah, please um, do. Um, I, I give all of, all of the credit to, uh, to God. Um, he, he's, uh, he's opened doors. And he's, he's closed quite a few of them too, you know, and, um, uh, don't be disappointed by the doors that are closed to you, you know, um, Mm. uh, always look for the ones, you know, that he's going to open up, um, because, uh, (laughs) sometimes you, uh, you get confused by the choices, (laughs) you know, which way am I going to? And and I'm a, I'm just going to say this. Um, it's really nice when when God has closed all the doors and just left that one that you're supposed to walk through open, and you uh, you just keep walking through them. And uh, <laughs> believe me when I tell you, everything is worked out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I believe in that wholeheartedly. I, I agree. I agree. And I thank you for sharing that. Um, again, thank you for being on the show. Everyone, I hope you all enjoyed the show. Um, again, this is the only essential podcast. Mr. Oliver, if people want to contact you, um, how, how can they do that? Is there an email address they can they can uh, send to you if they if they need your services or just want to say, hey, I heard you on the show. I love what you had to say. How can they contact you? Uh, the the email address is oliverallen82 at gmail.com. Okay, perfect. And uh, is there any other way, or is that just the best way uh, to you do can, so? I, I, that probably would be the best way. Uh, yeah. You can also uh, 
I would give you a phone number, but man. No, nah, we, we, we won't do that. We won't do that. E- email, email's fine. No, <laughs> no we definitely don't want to do that. You might get but, some some spam calls. Who knows what I have. It's, it's, it's already blowing up. Yeah. Exactly. If, they, if they email you and they're serious, then you can you can choose to send your phone number at that point. Yeah. We definitely don't want to just yeah. put out your phone number. But, but I appreciate you right, giving right. your email address. And people, uh, definitely make sure you contact Mr. Oliver for, for any HVAC need. Um, for for electrical needs, and uh, you know, Mr. Oliver, I know you're you have other trades that you're skilled in as well. So if you have a question and you have something that that need that you need help with, uh, contact Mr. Oliver and see if he can do it. And and also, I'm sure if if you don't have the time or the, the you know the the means to do so, I'm sure you would pass forward someone else who can do it. Um, so, so, so definitely, definitely do that again, everyone. This is the only essential podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening. Hope you all enjoyed the show. uh, Continue to remember to, um, go out there and support, uh, black people, not just support, but do business with black people who have their own essential businesses, services, and or products. And until next time, I'll talk to you later. See ya.